I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to this episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name's Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, purple belt, one stripe. Phil Coors, A2, purple belt, one stripe. Orlando Castillo, A1, black belt, one stripe. Perfect. Nailed it. So Orlando comes from us from uh, Fight Sports Miami. That's your main training place, right? Yes, sir. Very good. And you've been to camp how many years now? This is my third time at the camp. Third time. Very good. So you you just you were nineteen, twenty one, and twenty two. Correct. Very good. I think we met in nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it? I don't know. If it, I don't think we trained in nineteen. I saw him because he because he was always rolling the whole entire time. Well, that's all it's he does. Kind of sad. He sired, he retired from uh, jujitsu to work full time in the cafeteria now. <laughs> I do both. <laughs> Orlando holds the record for the most rolls at jujitsu camp of anyone. It's true. That's true. You you do train a lot. Are you training for anything specific here? Uh, I'm currently getting ready for Wars Masters. I'll be there next week. I don't know when this will be on the podcast, but I'll be in Las Vegas, August thirty first to September second. Dang. Are you, so are you going home for like two days and then for like thirty six hours? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. What was your uh, What was your main reason? What How did you How did you happen upon camp? What What got you interested? In 2018, 2019, I was head coach of a, a gym, and one of my students uh, mentioned about um, the camp. I I knew about Joko, and I didn't know much about Origin, but I knew about Joko. I looked it up, and I was like a week away, and tax write-off for me, you know, doing jiu-jitsu. So I took it and I've been coming back every year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, in your day-to-day life, do you, do you, how do you manage your training schedule? Like, like you work, you train, you I, teach. I, I work. I, uh, since I'm 18, 19, I've been working for my dad's painting company. Uh, I was lucky that to be the, the, the boss own the son of the owner yeah so i get to work from home the deadlines are a little flexible and all i need for work for my dad is my laptop and my cell phone uh i teach a few classes a week and uh, i also uh, work for american rappling federation agf we do tournaments around the country and europe um check us out at americanrapplingfederation.com what is tell me i'm, I'm not familiar what what do you guys do do you do, do like ibjjf uh, rule sets or is it a different rule set the rules are pretty similar we have some uh, uh, slightly differences uh, we don't do advantages for positions we only do advantages for um, submissions, submissions. Yeah, uh, okay. we do gi no gi kids adults masters seniors uh, the company's been open for about 11 years now they're really strong in the middle of the country Texas Oklahoma area uh, and they have expanded in the past three two years to the east coast uh, and the west coast oh wow 
That's cool. How many events? Do you know how many events are around a year? 2022, we have around 90-something events, which oh, wow. is uh, a little less than double from last year. And we're planning to do more on 2023. This year, we're already going to Europe. They used to go to Europe before COVID. Uh, and we're back in Europe this year. Very cool. So uh, so, so, what got you into that? What what got you started in that? Did, did you know the owner? Did you... Did you grapple with them what so as many of you guys know a uh, covid came and it was pretty like harsh for a lot of people to do jujitsu and make money with jujitsu and around november of 2020 i happened to see the tournament agf you know needing some ref i contacted brandon quick and he said i need a ref i came in i started working i worked my way up um i started taking more positions and around june of 2022 they allowed me to uh, be a sub promoter so now i um help running the events uh, um, this weekend on Sunday I'll be doing Chesapeake, Virginia and that's my fourth tournament alone oh wow that's wild that's very cool nice work do they uh, any of them on Flow or can they catch them anywhere YouTube any any uh any kind of streaming service that, that, that they do? There is no streaming, but we do have videos in YouTube and we're working to have our own um, streaming service coming up soon. Oh, nice. That's very cool. Is, and does it run on Smooth Comp or do you guys use some other sort of software for it? So um, the other owner or co-owner is Chris Carlino and he is like a real nerd with computers. Oh, nice. He created the, uh, with our own platform and everything that the tournament does, he has created all the um, all the coding and stuff. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, very nice. I did not know that. So, what got you started in jujitsu, Orlando? I graduated high school, two thousand nine, and I was debating between going to school or doing something else. I didn't want to go to school, but my father told me I needed to do something. He didn't want to have someone at home the whole time. So I happened to see a jiu-jitsu um, advertisement. Um, I thought it was something different. I took my little cousin. He didn't like it, but I loved it. And um, I happened to try it out, and I stick with it. <laughs> 13 years later now. Wow. I'm a black belt. Nice. That's, that's awesome. And did, did you, just, you were just looking for something to get into then. Yeah, something to keep me away from home and keep me busy. Yeah. Very cool. Have you always trained as much as you do now? Uh, I think now it's more focus. Back in the day, it was just training all over the place. Now I, as I'm getting older, I try to be smarter with my training, and I complement it with lifting weights and doing other workouts. How many days a week do you train, and has it always been that way? Now, because of work and more responsibilities, I have a daughter, uh, so there's some extra bills to pay. I try to manage it, and I train at least five times a week, plus uh, lifting and you know doing physical therapy and massage therapy mm -hmm. to keep the machine good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you always trained five? Or were, were there times where you trained seven or three? There were times two? where I trained seven, and when I was injured, probably I focused more on the gym than training was always something physical. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of injuries over that 13 year period, what's, what's, 
What's your list of injuries that you Well, had? Jack Davenport took out his knee. Obviously. Last year at yeah. camp. camp. Maliciously. And then he didn't come back this year because he was so embarrassed yeah. that he uh, took out he was afraid, his knee yeah, last year. After he got done bragging about the, he took out the black belt. Yeah. With, I don't even remember how he heard it. I think he just surprise attacked him. <laughs> so in 2017, uh, at a tournament, I hurt my knee. I had ACL surgery. And that was the biggest uh, injury. After that surgery, my how knee. How long was how long was it that you took off for? Eleven months from surgery until the tournament was eleven months. Wow. So after surgery, doing rehab, then lifting weights, and when I felt ready to go back into the mats, I started drilling, um, being smart with my training partners, and like I say. Surgery was in February 2017. My November of the same year, I was already competing. And December of that year, I did a Nogi Worlds in California. Mm-hmm. It didn't go my way, but I felt, felt good. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I didn't do that I kind of regret now, after coming back from surgery, I didn't focus so much on weight training as I should. So um, my knee got hurt again but um as i get older i get smarter Mm -hmm. so now i devote some time into lifting weight training and making sure my knees and my legs are good yeah no it's smart have you ever seen the guy uh knees over toes guy on instagram he's got he's got all kinds of exercises did you follow that program i follow him i tried to buy his book but i never got it i got my money back but i never (laughs) got the book (laughs) Ben Patrick, get the book to your boy. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so you're you're doing. Are you doing any of the drags or any? That's what I do. That's the that's what I mostly do is the drags, backwards walk, drags, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Strengthening up. That's smart. Smart. Everybody out there should be. That guy can dunk now. <laughs> if you don't follow Ben Patrick or knees over toes guy. Mm-hmm. At least fifty percent of his posts are him dunking a basketball. <laughs> I was like, it's the it. exclamation point of every sentence. <laughs> I love the guy. I think it's great. And I was, I went, I spent a lot of time like scrolling through his videos, and I was like, dude, we get it. You can dunk. <laughs> Show me an exercise, please. <laughs> there's another. There's another good one too. If you're not on this, uh, the physio fix. You like Doc, that girl, Doctor right? Stacy? She's great. Like. For any, you can look on her page and for any, um, like if you got any ailments, like show, like for me, I do a lot of shoulder stuff and back stuff, neck stuff. And she's like, you can look them up and she gives you like five exercises for everyone if you're, you're stiff in a certain area. So Physio Fix, Dr. Stacy, that's shout out to her. I'm a supple leopard guy. Kelly Starrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good book. Fixed everything. Yeah. I like never, never really have all those issues I had before. Yeah. Well, it's all because of that uh, rolling out. So do you do, you do like a, any uh, rolling and any uh, uh, um, lacrosse ball stuff, like rolling out your your muscles or anything like that? Massage? Do you do any massage? I see a physical therapy once a week, which I don't do like lifting, but he focuses on the areas that bother me every week, something new. Yeah. And, um, and then I work out three times a week with a coach as well. And if I really need to, I get a massage, maybe like mm-hmm. once a month. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. What do you want to do long-term? 
and jujitsu. Honestly, anything related to jujitsu, jujitsu nowadays is like so broad. There are so many opportunities to make money doing jujitsu, not just having a gym, mm-hmm. but you can. You can podcast. You can do a podcast. You can run tournaments. You can f- be a professional fighter, uh, kiss coach, just do seminars. Um, but I'm, I'm 31. Um, in the future, I want to um, have my own gym. But um, right now, I just want to experience more things on how you can make money with jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's that's smart. It's crazy to hear you say that, too, because, I mean, 10 years ago, I don't think that that, that was... It was really hard to make a living doing jiu-jitsu, right? And now it seems like there are definitely more opportunities with that, with the tournament industry being very popular and I give a lot of credit to Jocko and Joe Rogan for for that you know I mean if it weren't for them I wouldn't be doing jiu-jitsu you know and I think there's a lot of people out there like that where I don't I have no idea on the numbers today but it, the growth in jiu-jitsu has been tremendous over the past few years yeah I agree I think Jocko brought it to um to the public, to the people that didn't know about the same thing, Joe Rogan. You know, you got the the fans of UFC for a long time. People will call Jiu-Jitsu UFC, but nowadays people call Jiu-Jitsu like actually Jiu-Jitsu. You know, and I believe like if famous people do it, people will follow. That's right. Tom Hardy just won a tournament. Big deal. In, uh, Big deal. Yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of Facebook posts <laughs> it's about all that. All over. Yeah. It's all over. But that any exposure is good exposure, That's I think. Right. I mean, who cares? Jonah Hill, I think, got a blue belt at one point. Did he? Yeah. I knew he was training with the uh, Machados. He, I but think he got a. I thought he got a blue belt at one point. Ashton Kutcher as a brown belt. Apparently, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got his black belt by now. Maybe yeah. he's still training. He was Machado too. Hmm. Yeah. So you train with Cyborg now, right? That's your main coach? Yes. Does he teach most of your classes, or how does that? Cyborg is at the gym a lot, but we have uh, a five sports in Miami. We have many great athletes. My friend Roosevelt, my friend Joao, my friend Suraj. The great coaches, you know? All of these are black belts, champions. And Cyborg is also there. But um, Andre Porfirio as well, Penang champion. Um, those are the new coaches, like the new Jiu-Jitsu, but Cyborg is there. And if you're at the gym, you will learn from Cyborg, you know? One day he just show up and wanna show people something. But the, the main coaches nowadays are Roosevelt, Andres, Suraj, Joao. 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 Alpes. Alpes. No, Joao Costa, Joao Costa. Joao Costa. Yes, okay. he won the ADC trials in Brazil, Roosevelt, won the ADC trials in Brazil as well. And those are the, the main so coaches. they punched their ticket, they're going. Yeah, they'll be ADC in Las Vegas. What does that look like? What does their, what does their um, uh, training camp look like before ADCC, something that only comes around every other year? So as you guys know, Cyber has been in ADC many times. So he knows the rules pretty well. When we get ready for ADC or when the gym gets ready for ADC because they don't get ready alone, right? They get ready, we get ready as a team. Even people not competing are there, um, pushing the guys. And um, we bring, or Cyborg brings a 
a wrestling coach. Uh, Pat Donnie was there showing oh, the wow. guys wrestling. Okay. Because it is you know, jiu-jitsu, right? The, the rules push a lot of wrestling. Mm -hmm. So we ha they have a wrestling coach pushing classes and make sure we know the rules because they're really different from um, IBJJF. And um, sometimes the silence that no, is not just out of bounds. You stop when the wrestler stop. So just keeping that in mind and you know, knowing the rules is key for this tournament. Yeah, no, well, I think for any tournament, I mean, knowing the rule set and playing through the rule set is very important. Uh, so Pat Downey came and, and taught wrestling. Did he do any jiu-jitsu while he was there? Was he, like, training any? Uh, if if I'm not wrong, I think Pat Downey is a blue belt now. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I he, uh, wouldn't think it would take him long. Uh, he was training for a long time uh, with uh, Bagner Rocha at Bag uh -huh. Bagner's gym. Uh, he he just won his first fight at Bellator, if I'm not wrong. Oh yeah, I think he, this that was like last week or something. Wasn't yeah, a couple it? weeks ago. Yeah, I I have, was that the guy that had the match with Gordon or not? Yes, okay. He had a match with Gordon. Uh, God, it's been like a year. Yeah, that like years. wrestling hybrid match. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. he had it with, I think Pat Downey was first, and then Bo Nickel was second. I think that's, that's the name I, re I remember that. Yeah, name better, I think that, more. that those were the two wrestlers that he had a match with. Okay, and uh, yeah. Was it? Hey, did you watch? Uh, did you watch the um, card, the WNO card with Gordon and Felipe um, headlining? Yes, I was up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we don't have to talk about that one. What, what I do want to talk about is the um, is the Marigali and Lovato match. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know. Uh, Marigali because you know he's he's awesome in the gi but he have proof to everyone that he's also awesome in no gi you know his stand up is great dude that was he, crazy wasn't it he showed it against Lobato which is a legend you know took him down <laughs> twice that was it broke my heart honest to god it broke my heart yeah cause yeah. I love Lobato you know but I like I love Marigali too. I mean, uh, I'm going to be training with those guys down uh, at uh, Henzo Gracie Austin in uh, the whole month of October. And Marigali just announced yesterday that he's going to be doing gi classes. The only problem with that is it's at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> you have to. Stay I mean, up I'm usually an early riser, right, Phil? You have to stay up pretty late for that one. It's like an hour <laughs> past your bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to like do I might have to sleep from never I don't know I, because I'm a night owl mm. I don't know it's I'm gonna put all niner <laughs> I know I know <laughs> but yeah so so we're so hopefully the 6.30 class is a gi class and then the, the, the 10 o'clock which is perfect if I didn't have to go to another class 10 o'clock class and then I think 6.30 class, so every day. You probably have to go to that one like once a week. You just have to start your week off, get up at 6.30, then do the 10.30, and then just recover the rest of the week from that time you woke up early. I'm sure that Jimmy's going to be really busy in October, right? ADC is in September, and um, I'm sure I, can, I bet money that that gym is gonna have a few podiums there you know Dude, <laughs> i already know it's really hard to get in there i heard from some friends if you wanted to train there you needed to be at least a bluebell and you needed to send an application <laughs> yeah they it, there's well so so we just did it we just signed up um probably about three weeks ago 
for all of October. And so uh, we did that. And by the way, I don't even know if I want to say this because it might be an influx, but it's not that expensive to do. It's not exp- that expensive to train there. So uh, signed up. Once we got signed up, I was able to register for all the classes. So I've got all mine reserved. Like, I'm, I, I'm in. I'm in for October, and the two guys that are going with me, they're in for all of October. So, um, and then, then when we're down there, Chris Howder, you know Chris Howder, one of the Dirty Dozen, he's doing a um, seminar at Gracie Humida, which is Tim Kennedy's uh, school. So we're going to do that that one while we're there too. So I'm pretty stoked about that. October is going to be busy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going, so he'll have to, you know, just, he just write it all down and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> write it all down. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of traveling for training, like, what, like what other than obviously uh, camp here? What, what other places have you have you sought out different people to train with, like, and traveled and done that? Since my probably purple bluebell. I grew up going to seminars, you know, having friends and driving to seminars. Um, I've been to Andre Gabao seminar, Buchecha seminar, Lucas Lepre seminar. Um, so many I, I cannot count them, right? But mm-hmm. I also, I like following my coach Cyborg to his seminars. I get to train with him, but going to a seminar is like having him for myself a little more, you know? Going to a place where he's going, where I know him, you know? But I have followed him to, um, to Houston once as a blue bell. I follow him to uh, Dominican Republic as a brown bell. I follow him um, to um, Sarasota in Florida, a couple mm-hmm. hours from Miami mm-hmm. as a black bell. Um, Georgia. Uh, it, it just good. I, I like going to seminars. That I like learning um, the way he teaches other people. You know that don't don't know him. Um, I, I just like seminars I like putting myself out there and learning I, I, I like learning mm-hmm. how long have you been with him you, did you start with Cyborg no so my first uh, my first bell my blue bell was given to me by um, a Lord Urban affiliate in Naples Florida and um, then I met I met Cyborg uh, I went to one of his seminars in Miami and I just fell in love with the team with the with the vibe and I've been with five sports since Blue Belt until now. Okay. Okay. Very cool. cool. So, me and Jeff are both jacked and huge. So, I was thinking maybe because you're an A1 um, and we have a lot of people who are smaller, maybe around 155, 160 pounds that listen or host the podcast. Any advice for dealing with the bigger people? Because our last guest had talked to us about how you handle bigger bigger people so well john was complimenting you from uh, our last podcast so um i believe if you're smaller uh, a lot of my coaches say if you know if you don't want to carry the person's way then don't pull guard but if you believe the person is going to take you down then go down on your own mm-hmm. uh, also try to keep the person away using your legs and when you're ready try to um get and control their hips. You know, I like to play half guard, and I don't want to say like I carry their way, but I control their hips and try to just manage their way as much as I can. Um, 
when when you're on top of the big guy, don't go close to their chest when you're inside control because they will easily bend you. So you can go towards the hips because most likely what they will do is a hip escape. So you control their hips. And when you control their hips, you will know when they're ready to move and you can anticipate the move and do something else. I'll be showing that later on today, guys. Nice. Nice. Very good. What's been your biggest challenge in jiu-jitsu and, and what got you through it? I think every tournament was a challenge, you know? Um, getting prepared, expecting to win, and then many times not coming out with the result you, you planned for. Um, but then going back to the gym on Monday and fixing the mistakes and going to the next one and, and do it week after week, um, overcoming injuries, um, you know? And they still, like, uh, working and to juggle life and jiu-jitsu but um I, I just like being under that kind of pressure and being constantly challenged mm -hmm. speaking of which how do you how do you deal with like you know anytime anybody's going to the tournament you know i think everybody does it, it everybody gets nervous how do you deal with your nerves so i, I believe uh, everybody gets nervous because it's important right you you get prepared for so long and then you're there it's like taking a test right if you didn't get nervous it probably wasn't as important to you um we just is um um i lost my turn of thought but yeah jeff just talking about <laughs> jeff, sorry here yeah um now we're good just being there and and try to do what you do at the gym, you know? You're rolling, the only, play, the only difference is that you're at a tournament now. That was the hardest part for me, like, man, the first like seven tournaments I did, after my first match, I'd be like, cool man, I can't open my hands, I was driving so hard, like, oh, it took me so long to be able to like, dial it down, and that's not how I train, ever. Like I'm never like super aggressive. I never like do one roll and I'm exhausted. Like even when I started, I wasn't like that. So like when I would compete, all of a sudden I'm like, everything was different. And it took me so, a lot of practice competing to like be able to kind of dial that, that back down and chill out a little bit, not like, you know, burn out immediately. And speaking of competition, do you go in to a competition with a general game plan for everybody or do you, will that game plan change depending on your competitors because the competitors that you compete against are well known you know for different things right i mean you know you're not going to fight one person that's a, a guard player the same that you're going to fight a guard passer for instance but do you do you, do you kind of have a game plan for individual matches or just in general so as I, as I grab my belts, I remember one thing Wagner Rocha told me, right? Be first. Um, if you're first, you know, you, you five, depending on your belt color, five, six, seven, eight, or 10 minutes. But if you're ahead, then you get to lead the, the, the pace of the match, right? If you're already losing, how hard is it gonna be to score when you're losing? But if you're ahead, um, your opening can make a mistake, you, you can capitalize. So um, what, I've been, what I try to do most of the time is to make the first move, go in my comfortable area, go in where I feel uh, the most comfortable, try to score, and then 
way for them to make a mistake to keep on scoring and just play by the rules, right? Because um, at tournaments, the best jiu-jitsu rappler doesn't win. The guy that wins is the guy that knows the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I think it's super important it's for anybody out there wanting to compete. I think it's super important that you're very familiar with whatever rule set you're playing to. Have you done any? Um, have you done any submission only stuff? Uh, no very big ones, uh, mm-hmm. but I have yeah some like local only submission. Mm-hmm. I, I like the points. I, I'm a big uh, point guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to play by the rules. Um, if the submission comes, I'll take it, but I'm not only submission oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you guys, that the AGF, that's that they're not giving advantages for positions only for submission attempts. I think that's, I think that's the way it should be. I think that's a mistake. I, you know, I just think if you're, I think that's the way that, that you're going to be more offensive if you're going to get those advantages for attempts you know and and for for just the consumer who is watching grappling they want to see submissions you know so that makes sense agreed <laughs> did you, you did you did a couple of submission only didn't you mm-hmm I prefer those. If it's my like super lazy opportunistic just try to grab their neck style. Yeah. You know? Sweeping and takedowns is hard. I just yeah, I, mean, pre- I just like to grab the neck. <laughs> Take it is a whole different, you know, ball game, right? Because when you do jujitsu when when you talk about takedown, you you can be fighting a, a judo guy or you can be fighting a wrestler and mm-hmm. it just changes everything, you know, the, the way people stand. The way jiu-jitsu guys stand is not the best way for wrestlers mm-hmm. and, the be- and the way wrestlers stand is not the best way for judo guys. So um, you got to be ready, you know, mm-hmm. and before you step on the mat, you need to know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm getting taken down. Then, bre- then you got, then you got a break fall. That's what, that's what he wants to slap on that philatine real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the. There's not much of a chance there. It's surprising how many people are pronouncing that weird here. It must be like the main accent. They're saying they're guillotine. Is that Portuguese guillotine? I don't. Must not, be. Yeah. Because it's really a philatine. Yeah. There. Everybody here says it. It's the northeast accent. Oh, okay. You know. It's all. Gotcha. It's all. I got you. So. Um, so so. Did you have any close friends whenever you started jujitsu? Like did, that started other than your was it your cousin? Your my cousin never signed up. My cousin, I'm older than you him. Beat his ass now or what? <laughs> <laughs> my cousin is obviously my cousin is 18 now, so I'm older than him. I'm older than him by a lot, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So he didn't like the kids' classes. He uh, he didn't sign up. He tried doing it uh, again, but it wasn't for him. He he likes more being on the computer, uh, you know, coding and stuff. But he likes what I do. He he asked me about traveling, but I told him, hey, I travel because I do jiu-jitsu, and he just laughed, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not for everyone. You Everybody can do it, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Did you have any, uh, like, whenever you started training, did you have any, like, Phil and I started within six six months of each other, and we've always been, you know, close 
training partners ever since then. But did you have anybody like that you started with or that you got into it that that's still training? So since I started or where I when I started, I had a, a lot of friends, and then little by little, as they got their belts, they started moving. But as I told you guys, when I got my blue belt, I changed gyms, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I left some friends behind, and then um, from blue belt and up, uh, because I trained between Naples and Miami, I seen people. And two years ago, I moved to Miami, and I seen people, but um, they're friends. Not necessarily, I don't necessarily train with them all the time, but I see them, I see them at the gym a lot yeah 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 so i've had a couple of friends recently that just started jujitsu and they're advanced age like myself uh do you have any do you have any tips tricks pointers for them when they're starting to help ease their journey along yes <laughs> go to class early warm up stretch after class drink a little water and tap when you need to tap. <laughs> That's the most important one, right? So, whenever you are traveling for tournaments, do you, because uh, <laughs> coming here, you know, they have the packing list, right, of everything you do. Do you, do you have like a list that you go by? Do you have something that you're like, all right, I got this, I got to make sure you just throw all your shit in the bag and go. Well, I, I try not to check in bags, you know, yes. to save a little bit of money. But uh, I make sure I have, uh, depending on the tournament, one or two geese, uh, clothes for the tournament to warm up that I know is going to get sweaty, clothes after the tournament, and then maybe one or two clothes for the tournament. Um, when I was younger, I would stay at the tournament a, a few extra days. Nowadays, I go to the tournament, finish the tournament, I go home. Uh. What um, would you do on the extra days? Just train? Just train, uh, sightseeing, try to go to the gyms, uh -huh. relax. But um, that have changed as I got older. And, and more responsibility, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for those out there, they're, they're trying to balance their schedule, like, uh, you know, with family obligations with work and that sort of stuff. Do you have any, do you have any tips what you go by for that? Like, like how to... How to help keep them centered and keep training? Um, many tournaments nowadays they put their schedules um, early in the year, you know, or a few months ahead. Um, look at the tournament, sign up, and that's your goal. You know, you already you already put your name there, and then you get ready towards the tournament, and you plan everything around it. Mm. If you wait too long to sign up, then you're not gonna sacrifice to wake up early uh, you're gonna push things and you might end up not competing so i recommend sign up and then do everything around the tournament i think that's a great idea so you plan your tournament schedule like beginning of the year you're like all right i want to do this many tournaments and here's the ones i want to do yes yes and if i can sign up Shit. i will i sign up early you yeah. see my name there, and I put my my name there so other people that want to fight see, oh, like he's fighting, I want to fight too, you know. Yeah. A lot of people like to wait, and then if you're waiting, I guarantee you there is somebody else waiting too, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, that's really good advice. How many um, how many competitions do you generally do in a year? 
um, it, it, it changes from year to year. Uh, I want to say this year I don't the least. I'm coming back from an injury, as you guys are aware. Uh, my knee is feeling better, um, but I taken this new position at AGF, mm. so that's taking a little of my time. But um, my bosses allow me to compete sometimes, so I get to compete there. Oh, nice! But uh, it's not the same, you know, because I'm not just focusing on on competing. I'm I'm working too, so. You know, my head is all over the place, but I, I, I like to, you know, test myself. I'm going to new cities that I, I never visited before, never thought I was going to go. And I get to do jujitsu, you know, and everything paid for. No, that's beautiful. You know what, though? I mean, there there might be something to that where you're distracted by other things that may even actually enhance your performance, you know, because you're not you're not in your own head about competing because you got too many other things to think about. Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. So that's very interesting. So how many how many tournaments uh, would you do generally in a year? Uh, as in my, in my color belt years, purple belt, brown belt, I would say I would do two to three tournaments a month. Okay. And then as a black belt, the the that's first yeah. the first year I got my black belt, uh, I was doing in twenty. 19 yeah 2019 i did uh also like two to three two tournaments a month about you know um I, when i was younger i had a few sponsors that helped me um as you get older sponsors kind of go away you know but um i want to say i do at least one tournament a month now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good now since you're getting jacked and you know working out and everything are you did you go up in weight class yes i used to be featherweight now i'm in lightweight it's hard to lose that way but uh i'm working on my diet now uh-huh. uh i'm working i'm having my like meal plans and making sure like counting my macros and you know e- everything helps nowadays you know um, see there's a point for getting older isn't there? <laughs> like you have to do that stuff yeah yeah, that's good. So, what kind of um, what kind of diet and macros? What kind? Of, what What are you kind of following? Are you you know controlling your carb intake? Are you Are you not so worried about your carb intake? Are you What What are you doing? So, um, I I talk to the coach to my uh, weightlifting coach, and uh, I have like a nutritionist person that helped me out, and they were big on. Um, eating from home right um me and my girlfriend we're really busy my, my girlfriend is um, going to school for her phd so she's um she's she's no home she's busy going to school but um we like to eat you know so we eat a lot of takeout mm. and as you guys know like in america like takeout it is good but it's really big portions you know and i grew up in a house that you need to eat everything that is in your plate yeah you don't throw away food you know mm-hmm. so i just eat a big portion and then i feel like you know fat and stuff um so what i'm mainly working on is my portion and making sure like i know what i'm eating you know when you eat takeout you don't know what kind of oil they're using you know if they're using like cream or all the extra stuff that you don't need you know but um yeah why does it taste so good <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think with the meal plan, uh, we will save some money and uh, 
feel better when eating. Yeah, and eat more whole foods, right? I mean, that's what it's about. It's yeah. Cut out the processed bullshit. The stuff, you know, I mean. And just get the, your own chickens, man. <laughs> that's what Phil does. The, the, the meat doesn't even really comp- contain but 5% meat, you know? I mean, what the, what the fuck is the rest of the 95 other percent, you know? Salisbury steak. <laughs> that's probably what's Salisbury wrong with me today, steak. actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, two of those. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, so, so that that's really cool. That's that's good that you're doing that. And so, how much are you going to cut for lightweight now? How much? How much? Oh, um, uh, for lightweight, I'm good. You're good. I'm actually uh, a little below the weight, but I don't want to cut to feather. I have to cut um like ten pounds to go to feather. Uh-huh. So I'd rather just stay here and like. You guys say like keep lifting and get jacked, get jacked, <laughs> like Jeff. That's right. Like, Whoa, <laughs> not Phil, not Dude. Phil. Um, yeah, so so that's super cool. I, I uh, you know I think the older you get with jujitsu, I think anybody whenever they're doing it, you you see a result if you eat better in your endurance. You know, people don't people don't realize that a lot of times, but when you're when you're eating healthier you've got better endurance you know yes it, i mean when you do jiu it's not about training but it's everything you do you know like resting drinking water yeah supplements you know you sweat so much in yes. there you know and what do you do after you know like stretching and everything add up yeah and if you're gonna go to jiu-jitsu camp you might want to bring a water bottle <laughs> It's what do you thing. do after Jeff goes I'm cramping I'm cramping again <laughs> <laughs> Jeff no, got his water bottle I didn't forget it no I intentionally no, we, did not pack it yeah because I was like I didn't have space my bags were fucking stuffed they would barely close that's right very tiny backpack it was the right. worst decision I've made in a long time <laughs> he's worst cramped every single day I have not I only cramped one day <laughs> Listen, you had an ab cramp, all right? It was terrible. Yeah, See? it went away and came back. Yeah. That's the best, though. The abs look so good. It looks really... That cramp. one did. That one up here. I <laughs> oh, I, I failed those. They went to the family. That's terrible. It doesn't really... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to lay down for them to go away. <laughs> I imagine that's what childbirth feels like. That's what I imagine. <laughs> Orlando, we, we love you as a cabin mate, and we, uh, we we really appreciate, you know, for those of you who don't know, Orlando always helps us with all our stupid questions because he's a lot better at jiu-jitsu. I mean, I, I mean, when we were rolling the other night, I let him take my back a couple times to me, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it was cool. I don't like in the middle of the roll, Orlando's, you know, just narrating like he's on a YouTube. He's like, like, comment, and subscribe if you saw the back take. He's <laughs> like, you might want to record this one. <laughs> But no, we appreciate you, you being a cabin mate and, and like taking the time with us whenever we're here and helping us out. So thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No, I just I like the friendship we have made, you know, yes. and just because we like the same thing, you know, we like jujitsu and happen to come to this small city in Maine. Yeah, we like jujitsu and nothing else really matters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's nothing yeah. else in the world really matters. Yeah, when you're here, there is no internet. You know? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's asking for the password. <laughs> By the way, Orlando did not give out the password. Uh, he was keeping that strictly to himself, to the internet. Uh, Phil, do you have anything to add? Share the podcast. Share and it. Follow Orlando on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Orlando Five Sports 
or oh that Castillo AGF. Oh, there you go. That's your two OG. two Instagrams, you know. American Ooh. Grappling Federation. If you're out there, you want to get get a competition. Look, see if they see if they've got anything. Support those uh, local tournaments. Otherwise, you're not going to have them come back. And do you teach only at fight sports? Or are you teaching? Are you teaching seminars? No, no, no seminars. Uh, I'm currently no teaching. I don't have a teaching position, but there are some new projects coming up. So stay tuned. Okay. Follow uh, my social media, and you you'll see there are some new projects coming up. Cool. Awesome. And if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil, Orlando, myself, we all choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too.